Hi, this is Millie, and welcome to the Escaping Narcissistic Parents podcast, where you will find the validation and love you've been searching for. As always, welcome to my new listeners, and I love my recurring listeners, my my listeners of all time. I love you guys. Thank you for listening, and I hope that you get something important out of listening to my experiences. Um, if you don't already do so, please go on Instagram and follow me at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers, all one word. I'll post it in the show notes. Okay, so today's episode is going to be about something that comes up so often that it needs to be talked about because even when I talk to you guys about it, I'm not comparing to these two things and what is it? Okay. So what is the benefits of going no contact versus staying in contact or being low contact? And what are, you know, not the benefits. What's going to go, not wrong, but what can go wrong with one and not the other, right? Okay, so. You've, by this point, obviously, or you wouldn't be listening, know that your parent is a narcissist, right? So... They're a person who was abused themselves. Now, this is not an excuse. This is just what it is. They've been abused. And instead of being like us and breaking the cycle of abuse, they've decided at some point, they say it's in the teenage years, to continue the cycle of abuse. And and, and it's... I don't know how conscious the choice is, but the things that they do to us are planned, are a manipulation. It's on purpose, you guys. This is not something they cannot help, which is a misconception, right? They can help it. They can change who they are. They can change the way they behave. But the fact that they can't ever admit being wrong stops them from doing that. Okay. So, I wanted to say that because that's going to be a big deal in whether to go no contact or stay, or do low contact or stay in contact. So, I'm going to start with no contact. What is the good and the bad of the no contact? If you're no contact, 100%, that means you've blocked them from everything, you blocked them on social media, you don't allow them to call you, you don't listen to voicemails. You don't return letters. You not, No contact as far as they think you, you've never heard from them and they haven't heard from you. Period. There's no contact. Here's the benefit. And the benefit is obvious. You are no longer getting abused because the abuse is not going to stop. And the biggest pitfall for us is having hope. That we can stick it by, stick by them, love them into changing. And that will not happen whether it's mom, dad, or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. 
Okay? They're not changing. So that's the one thing about no contact is you're, you're going to protect yourself from being abused again. The second thing is you cannot heal if you're in the abuse. And I say that a lot, and I, and I hope it sinks in to some of you. If you stay in the situation, you cannot heal. For the mere fact that you're trying to heal something that, you know, is still happening to you. The healing p- process is going to teach you to stay away from this per- person anyway. Okay? So you cannot heal unless you're no contact. And the other thing is, is that a narcissist lives off of narcissistic supply. And maybe I haven't talked enough about what supply really means. Supply to a narcissist, it's attention. If any of you are teachers, you know this very well. You understand this concept of attention being positive or negative. It doesn't matter, right? If you're a teacher, you always have that kid that misbehaves in class because attention is attention, whether it's positive or negative. And that's what a narcissist is needs as well. They need attention, whether it's the victim, you know, they're playing the victim so you feel sorry for them. Whether you're angry at them, they're getting an emotional response from you. Or whether it's praise, they don't care. They just need the attention. So that's narcissistic supply. And if you are no contact, you are not giving that to them. The more supply they have, the more they're going to try and keep you hooked. So that they can keep getting supply. Okay? So you don't want to do that. Now, what is the negative part of going no contact? There's going to be a lot of people that are going to go with the no parent, the, with the parent. Because society has not accepted the fact that a mother can be bad and can be abusive. And that is why I want to start a non-for-profit because part of it is going to be to educate people on parental narcissism, okay? So it's not accepted socially, so you're going to have friends and family that are going to side with the narcissist because they've been already planting the seed of doubt in their head that you're this horrible person and that they're a saint. And then when you go no contact, they they immediately hit the victim button. And then you become the bad person. Um, But now on the other side of that, even though you, you may lose family members, these are not people you want in your life if they don't know who you truly are. If they don't know that you're not that person that the narcissist is saying you are, then why are they in your life? So there's, you know, that's the two sides of the coin. So that's, you know, the the good and the bad of going no contact. And of course, with no contact, you have to deal with the flying monkeys. You have to deal with the Hoover attempts because the narcissist is going to miss the supply and eventually come and try and contact you. But the way to beat that is just keeping with the no contact. If they try to contact you, you stay silent. Silence is the 
only way to deal with the, with the narcissist. It's the only way. Moving on with your life and staying silent. Okay. So what about low contact? Low contact, in my opinion, and, and I've, in many things I've read, agree with, I, I, I agree with, is that it, it works temporarily. Okay, because low contact or gray rock is exactly that. You know, it's pretty self-explanatory. You, you, you're in low contact. You're going to stay low contact. You don't see them as often. So you start to distance yourself. And like I said before about narcissistic supply, you don't give them supply. So when you do interact with the narcissist, it's very boring. It's very, um, it doesn't give them information about yourself. It's yes, no answers. Now, what I don't like about no contact, no contact should be a stepping stone between full on contact and going no contact. It's a stepping stone. Okay. Because low contact can backfire and will probably backfire, right? Because the more that you are stoic and don't show emotion, they're going to notice that you're different and they're going to provoke you. They're going to use that, that, um, method of upsetting you and then blaming you, right? Blaming you for, for being upset. So you have to be very careful with low contact. Low contact should be done very low contact, very minimal. You know, people say I'm no contact, but I see them at at parties. No, that's still not no contact. Okay. Um, no contact is you never see them. If, if there's the possibility of seeing them that you don't attend, that's no contact. Low contact is, well, there's a family reunion and they're going to be there. I'm going. And then when you're there, you have to do the gray rock method. But again, like I said, that could just upset them more. They're going to start the smear campaign when you do no low contact. You're going to start getting the family members telling you, Hey, what's going on with your mother? She talked about you and said this and said that. And it just becomes so complicated. That in my personal opinion, low contact should be for a short period of time and it's on your way to no contact. It's just to kind of give them the clue and give them the feeling of this is what it's going to feel like when I go no contact. But you should never tell them you're doing low contact or no contact. That's another mistake we, we tend to make. And I made it too. I told my mother, I don't want to talk to you very much. Before I went no contact because, and, and the reason was really stupid. I was so angry at her that I would just yell at her at the uh, over the phone and she deserved it. Um, and I told her because I can't do this anymore. I don't want to be yelling at you every time we talk. Um, so please, if you're going to do low contact, be very, very, very careful. I know some of you have no choice because you live in the same house and you can't get out. But if that's your situation, you have to find a way. And I know COVID has really been something that has 
been horrible for those of you that live with your with your narcissist, but you have to find a way once things get better to to get out. Because staying staying full contact with a narcissist is like choosing to jump from the frying pan into the fire. Okay. So we've dealt with being no contact and low contact. The last one is staying in contact. And it surprises me, I'll be completely honest, at how many of you on my uh, that are following me know that your mother is a narcissist, right? And I say mother because it just happens that most of you happen to be women. Of course, men are welcome on my page, and it could be your father, but when it's a woman, it's usually the mother. So that's why I say mother. Um, if you are, I'm surprised that so many of you are full contact with mom and come on here and complain and, and please don't take this the wrong way. This is, this is not meant any for anything except my own, like, under not understanding of of why you're choosing to stay in contact, um, but all of you I know have different situations. So some of you are in complete contact with mom, and then you come on here and I and I put a post about whatever it is. Right, they they get mad at you because you got sick. Right, and you oh that I yes absolutely one hundred percent. She still, and, and I hear the present tense. I have a hard time reading that because if you know that she's a narcissist, why are you still in full contact with them? Okay, that's my question to you. And I'm only asking it not to make you feel bad. It's not an accusation. It's something you need to process in your head and think about. Please think about it. If you are full contact, why are you full contact? What is keeping you there? And if the answer is fog, fear, obligation, or guilt, you need to not be in full contact. Fear, obligation, and guilt are three manipulations from that are coming from the narcissist. Even when you think you will feel guilty if she dies. And this came up on my Zoom call. The death question. What if she dies and I feel guilty? The only reason you feel guilty is because she's put it in your head that you will feel guilty and you need to be there. She has um, brainwashed you into thinking that your job in life is to be her caregiver. Or that you cannot survive without her. Okay? By saying it, I mean, my mother used to say that to me all the time. Oh, you can live without me. You're the one that needs, you know, that needs help and assistance. That was in response to 
something she said to me, I don't remember exactly what it was, but something that upset me. And I said, hey, you better be nice to me. I'm the one that gets to choose what old age home you go to. And I was joking at the time. And she goes, what are you talking about? You're the one that needs, you know, that needs uh, care and assistance. And I've proven her wrong three, uh, three years and four months later. I'm almost five months later. I'm still no contact and I'm alive and I've been diagnosed with a chronic illness, but I'm alive and I'm taking my medication and she doesn't know anything about it. I'm glad she's not involved. I, I might, I might still not be diagnosed if it wasn't because I, I was no contact anyway. Um, being in full contact means you are in the middle of the abuse. They're going to continue the abuse. They're going to continue making you feel bad about yourself and bringing up everything that they consider to be wrong, projecting, um, using things to get you upset and then playing the victim. They're still talking about you to family members and you're going to, you're, you'll eventually hear it and you cannot heal. It's impossible. You can't go to therapy behind their back because it's really difficult. If they know, then they're going to get involved in it. They're going to tell you, don't talk about me. That's what my mom did to me. You cannot get the help you need and you cannot move forward if you stay in contact because of guilt. And I say it's fear, obligation, or guilt. But the one that stands out always is the guilt factor. I would feel too guilty. But you have to think about this. Let me see if this will help you not feel guilty. How many things have they done to hurt you recently? Think about it in the recent, you know, past. In the last month, how many things have they done to hurt you? Have not apologized for it. Have acted like it never happened. And you're the one trying, but yet you think that you would feel guilty. I went through the guilt phase. I'm a human, right? I try to show my humanity on this. Um, but this is hard for me because I don't see my mother the way I used to. She's not my mother. She's my biological mother, right? I don't see her as mom anymore because... I see her for who she is. She is this person who is purposely steering me in, in, in the wrong direction in many times, in many situations. She kept me teaching, even though I wanted to leave the profession because I was unhappy. That's another story, but unhappy with um, the district, unhappy with the way things worked. I just wanted to leave teaching and she kept encouraging me to stay in a situation I was unhappy and having a lot of anxiety doing. And she did this with many, many, many things. She wanted me to stay married to a man I didn't love, to a man who wasn't exactly treating me well. And she tried to convince me to stay married. So the, that's what you have to remember is that they are constantly still abusing you and you may not even realize everything that is abuse but I want you to think about that I want you to think if you are in full contact why am I still in full contact 
Are you afraid of losing a parent? Look, if your dad is willing to give you up, then why are you still there? Why are you still trying to have a relationship with someone who will very easily throw you away? I mean, that's what happened to me. My dad went with my mom. He's never attempted on his own to contact me and to make any type of amends. And he really needs to. Because he abandoned three kids plus lost me four. So there's a lot that he needs to um, get forgiveness on. And I should be the first person because I'm the one that was there the entire time and saw him turn his back on abuse and even help my mother abuse me. So there you go. If it's the fear of losing family members, that shouldn't be of fear. It should be your goal to get rid of people who are not there for you. Okay. I could do a whole other podcast on this. And if you want me to put it somewhere in the comments in, in my, on my Instagram page, I get very animated because I feel strongly that if you have a narcissistic parent, you should be at the very least very low contact. In, in the best case scenario, you should be full no contact. But being in contact and complaining is not going to help you. Okay? If you want me to, to give you a little boost, send me a DM. I promise I'll get back to you and I will, I will tell you what you need to hear and to make you think. Alright guys, I'm going to end here and I'm sending you my love and my knowledge on this. I hope that you feel what I feel because I want you to heal. This is about you healing. Um, I hope, you know, I hope just because I have strong opinion here, but the strong opinion is because I know how hard it is. I know that guilt plays a big role, but you deserve to be happy. You deserve to be free. Even if some things go not perfectly along the way, you deserve to be free. Everyone does. All right, guys, I love you and until next time.